0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: BetQL Daily
2: presented by MGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back on the BetQL Network. This is Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you. BetQL Daily weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon right here on the BetQL Network. Looking forward to uh, checking in with Ben Lindsay here from Pro Football Focus. You can follow Ben on Twitter at PFF underscore Lindsay, L-I-N-S-E-Y, and he joins us on the Roman guest line. And, Ben, I, I wanted to start off with your roster rankings here because I, I, it's pretty fascinating. You know, at the very top, it's a lot of the teams that you would expect. For, in our world, the teams at the top of the odds board as far as winning the Super Bowl, like Buffalo and Tampa Bay. But there's also some interesting ones. And cracking your top five, I want to go to the NFC North because a lot of people don't seem to to know exactly what to expect. Heard a lot of love for the Vikings. Heard a lot of love for Lions over on the win total this upcoming season. And people aren't quite sure what to do with the the, uh, Packers as the Bears are tanking but you think this is a top five roster overall. Explain why.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are lower on the Packers in general just because, um, essentially because of the wide receiver position. It's one of the one weaker wide receiver groups in the NFL. Getting rid of Devontae Adams, they don't really have anyone they can rely on there. But I think when you look at the rest of the roster, they're getting a lot of key players back uh, in Jair Alexander. Um, David Bakhtiari hopefully uh, for the start of the season and I think defensively they have a chance to have one of the better defenses in the league Um, when you look at all three levels the defensive line the linebackers how they added to those groups in the draft um, their ability to put three really quality starting quarterbacks out on the field with a good safety tandem I think defensively they have a chance to be one of the best units in the league and you still have Aaron Rodgers. You still have a lot of nice pieces on the offensive line. You still have one of the better running back rooms in the league. Uh, so really outside of that wide receiver position, it's tough to find weaknesses.
2: When you look at um, some of these NFL rosters, you know which ones do you think got better on paper and which ones for you really got worse?
0: I think one of the ones that, that really improved the most is the Chargers. Um, and it was them addressing uh, the holes that they had on defense and really tailoring that side of the ball um, to what Brandon Staley wants to do and what he wasn't able to do last season, uh, specifically with, with the lighter boxes um, and having guys up front who can stop the run. And a Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson going out and getting him, um, bringing back Morgan Fox. And that's not even hitting the star power they added on that side of the ball. With a J.C. Jackson, a Khalil Mack, um, so I think what they did on defense specifically, they're one of the teams that really took a step forward. And one of the teams that that I'm a little more concerned about is is Tennessee. Uh, and it sort of seems like that roster is trending in the wrong direction a little bit, not just with the A.J. Brown um, trade, but defensively they have a couple holes um, in the secondary, a lot of concerns, the cornerback. Um, offensive line has a couple of holes where, where they will have some competition this offseason. Um, so I think they're a team that that could be in a little bit of trouble. And it's going to be tougher than to repeat as that number one seed, uh, especially.
1: The Browns conversation is is always so challenging. And... You're imp- obviously impressed with what they've done with the majority of the, ro- the roster, and we still don't know what exactly is going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I, I know most of us expect at least the half the season, a lot of rumblings that it could be the entire season. And uh, obviously, with the, with the quarterback position, it means so much. But if he's not out there, and you look at how strong they are elsewhere with their line play, with that run game, What do you think the Browns are? Because it is one of the best divisions in the NFL. And sure, you could make the case that things completely flip and they have an awful season. But aren't you kind of telling us with your roster ranking that that they are so stable elsewhere outside of the quarterback position that it'd be really tough for them to finish last?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think even if if they don't have Watson for the full year, they're still in that wild card conversation um, in the AFC. And it's because of what you said, the, the roster, just in terms of the offensive line they have, that's one of the best units in the league, one of the best running games in the league in general. Um, they bring in Amari Cooper. There's still a lot of talent on that side of the ball for, for Jacoby Brissett or whoever ends up being the guy there. Um, and Mayfield last season really shouldn't have been playing. They didn't get quality quarterback play um, for the majority of the 2021 season. So even if it's if it's not Watson, um, you could still see a, a slight improvement there. And then defensively, there's talent there too. Um, bringing back Clowney to, to keep that Garrett Clowney duo. Having Ward and Newsom in the secondary, I think their roster still has a lot going for it. Um, even with the uncertainty at the quarterback position.
2: I saw your tweet about, you know, most regular season offensive snaps played by a running back last year. I'm looking at doing some season-long player prop bets with Najee Harris. I know he recently said, I'll do five, I'll take 500 carries if it helps my team win. Would you look at Najee Harris um, for any props or would you stay away from that because of his offensive line?
0: I, I think just the volume alone um, is worth looking at him for some props and some overs there, um, because I think he's still he's still going to be fed, right? They didn't really do anything at the running back position behind him. It's still Benny Snell. It's still Anthony McFarland, sort of on the depth chart there. So he's still going to carry the workload. That's what Mike Tomlin has shown um, that he's going to do on offense with running back, sort of regardless of who's been in there, it was, whether it's Le'Veon Bell whether it was D'Angelo Williams when he came in, James Conner um, sort of had a bell Belkell role there when he was healthy. So I think Harris is going to continue to get that volume. And I really don't think the offensive line um, can be worse than it was a season ago. They brought in James Daniels. You get another year for those young ta- tackles to potentially take a step forward. Um, so I think from a numbers perspective, he's still going to put up volume next year.
1: Uh, good stuff here from Ben Lindsay, Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Lindsay here on BQL Daily. Uh, another one that I, I find intriguing with upside. Didn't quite crack your top 10, but you slotted them in at number 11. Uh, it's the New Orleans Saints. I was having a conversation with a fellow better uh, about the Saints yesterday because it is tough to find value now with Coach of the Year. The books are so smart. They understand you don't go to the very top, the, the best teams in the league for the Coach of the Year. Those coaches rarely win the award because you have expectation. There might be value on Dennis Allen because you could find that number at thirty to one. If the Saints surprise and win that division, he's certainly going to be in the conversation. So you have uh, Saints eleventh best roster overall. Uh, how'd you get
0: there? Yeah, and it's it's another situation where quarterback is is one of the biggest question marks with Jameis winston coming back but i think if you look at how that offense performed the first couple weeks of the season when he was in there when he was healthy um he he played reasonably well right he wasn't the the turnover Jameis that we saw in tampa bay wasn't necessarily there um so i think sort of balancing out the chances that he takes um, with limiting those those negatives and those turnovers is going to be key for them next year but then when you look at the rest of the roster I really like what they did at wide receiver this offseason. Alave is a nice fit there as a a guy who can stretch the field. They brought in Jarvis Landry. They hopefully get Michael Thomas back healthy. So that group should be a lot better for him in 2022 than it was in 2021. And their defense has perennially been one of the the best defenses in the league under Dennis Allen, right? And I don't think that's really going to change. I think he's still going to. Uh, to be leading that group, and they still have talent on that side of the ball, certainly with, with Lattimore, with Cameron Jordan, with Demario Davis. Um, so it's another, another team where quarterback is the biggest question mark, but I'm pretty optimistic about, about Winston and his chances in a relatively weak NFC.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I know um, you were involved with PFF's uh, NFL salary cap three-year analysis for all 32 NFL teams. Walk me through that a little bit and, you know, what you what your biggest takeaways were from that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it was actually our, our cap analyst, Brad Spielberger, but it, it essentially just looked at um, sort of where teams were not only right now with the salary cap, but how much flexibility they have moving forward. Um, if there's a lot of a lot of bad contracts, dead money on the books, and things like that, and the biggest takeaway for me when I was looking through that stuff was um, the Bengals and sort of the situation they're in as a team who went to the Super Bowl last year, right? But they're still set up for for a lot of future flexibility and, and ability to to keep improving, and that really comes down to having Burrow on a rookie contract, having Jamar Chase on a rookie contract, having T. Higgins on a rookie contract. And really that core on offense, along with some of the, the really impressive signings they've made in free agency on defense, um, putting them in, in a position to continue to, to keep improving and build on that season last year.
1: All right. And speaking of salary caps, the big news yesterday, Kyler Murray gets paid. And it, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, because the latest quarterback contract is is always going to be a little bit higher than one specific player, and and we saw that compared to Watson. And the yearly pay is going to be 46.1 compared to Watson's uh, 46. Uh, Didn't get close with the, uh, the guaranteed money. But what did you think about Arizona deciding, let's take care of this right now. We want to have a happy quarterback in Kyler Murray, and over the next five years, over that extension, they're going to be paying him like he's a top-five quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think it's a move that Arizona had to get done um, with sort of the trajectory that Murray's been on. He's improved every season that he's been in the league so far. I know sort of the last image that we have of Murray is is how bad he was in that playoff game and the offense was in general. Um, and they really had a, a rough close to the season. Um, yeah. But I think looking at it, from a full-season perspective, he's continued to get better. He's one of the best deep ball passers in the league. Um, so locking him up, I think, is something that Arizona had to do. The tough thing is that's one of the rosters that is kind of surprising when you look at it, um, and it's not nearly as impressive as you would, you would imagine for a team that started out so hot last year, a team that made the playoffs last year. They have a lot of holes on the offensive line, um, on defense. So figuring out how to, to sort of build that group up around this contract that they're now paying Murray, uh, it could be, could be difficult for them.
2: Yeah. As you look around at the divisions, is there a team that maybe isn't the favorite that you're expecting big things from this season?
0: Yeah, I, I'll go back to, to the Chargers. I think the Chiefs are still slight <laughs> favorites um, in that yeah. AFC West and uh, it's, it's one of those things where it seems like every, every offseason for the last three or four years, the Chargers have gone hyped up and they haven't really uh, lived up to it. But when you look at their roster, um, and Justin Herbert is really, in my opinion, solidified himself as a, a top three or five quarterback in the league um, in terms of the, both the physical ability and also just the way he processes, the way he gets through progressions. He's in that sort of Drew Brees, Joe Lombardi offense. And he's running it well. Um, but he also has the ability to hit those, those deep corners and make throws that most quarterbacks can't. So with him and the rest of the additions they made around him to the offensive line, to the defense, I think they're in contention to be one of the best teams in the AFC and the NFL.
1: Ben, what's a, uh, what's a better division long shot? Lions 10-1 to in the NFC North. Or Jaguars eight to one in the AFC South.
0: I think it's it's the Jaguars, um, just because I I have a little bit more faith. I know my my colleague uh, Eric Eager is, is big on the the Lions this he's, year. Um, oh, he's
1: all he's all over them. He's all over them, Ben. The schedule, <laughs> you know, everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's restore the roar leader right now. Um, but yeah. I, I have a little bit more faith in. In the Packers, um, and I think it's really going to be tough for them to to lose that division. Whereas the AFC South, that uh, yes, the Colts have a, have a pretty strong team, and I think Matt Ryan's going to be an upgrade over Carson Wentz. But that AFC South is a little bit more wide open, and you bring in Doug Peterson um, and some more talent on offense around Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of hard to understate how big that changed from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is going to be for him in my opinion. So if you get a massive jump from him, they can compete in the AFC South.
2: Any other uh, final thoughts before we let you go, whether it's preseason, week one, futures?
0: Uh, no, not really. i, I looking forward to the, the Hall of Fame game here. We do some work with NBC. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, that Jaguars offense and, and Trevor Lawrence hopefully for a little bit. Um, uh, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, that was, that was great.
1: Great stuff from Ben Lindsay, pro football focus. The Jaguars, uh, they're one of those teams that, that we talked about earlier this week that I could absolutely see a bounce back. But how do you yeah. bet them? They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to win the conference. Maybe the division could go over on the win total. You've got to get creative, find different ways. Like if they're going to be positive overall, Doug Peterson will be in there for coach of the year or. What kind of props are we going to look at with Trevor Lawrence? Something we'll get into before we get there to the start of the season. That was Ben Lindsay on the Roman Guest Hotline. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Oh, no. The rundown says nickel or dime, which means... Probably won't do nickel or diamond. It's going to be a really fun segment, so hang around. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.